The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone. Hello, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard. And as we do every week, our goal is to make a difference in your professional and your personal life. We want to help you in your quest to be the best. And we're going to continually bring you tips, techniques, tactics, strategies, tools to help you, to help you be the best you can possibly be this year and beyond. And our topic today I love to talk about this. The topic today is effective negotiation skills. Let's revisit the fundamentals. Last year, I did a few uh, shows on negotiations from the, the basics to, and I got in more detailed and got strategic, and then I, I even did one talking about the various uh, tactic, deadly buyer tactics that Buyers will use on sales professionals to help erode your profits and, and commissions and margins. And I want to give you the skills to fight back. And one of the reasons I, I'm really, I have an empathy for sales professionals, obviously, is because I was one in corporate America, and I'm still selling today. We're all selling every day. Don't, don't even <laughs> fool yourself. You, we are all in the business of influencing decisions. But when I was developing my first workshop, I actually went and interviewed uh, procurement people and buyers as a consultant. And as a consultant, what I, what I love about that is people tell me everything. And they share with me all of the, the little tactics and, and schemes that they would use to erode a sales professional's margins. So anytime I get an opportunity to, to help a sales professional, a business owner better uh, negotiate, I feel a tremendous reward. And I get a lot of emails and stories about successes after people have uh, either taken my, one of my workshops or even after listening to the radio show and applying what they gained from the radio show. So let's continue on today to talk about that. And I'd like to start with a, a definition of negotiation from the sales perspective. And the definition of, of sales negotiation is the process by which differences in price, deliverables, and terms and conditions are resolved in order to gain a customer commitment. Just general negotiations, basically, we're looking to come to terms with someone where we both can walk away feeling good about it. That's really an ideal negotiations, a negotiation uh, agenda. But negotiating is a skill set that can 
and it must be developed. Uh, it's amazing how many times that I have people that are in my particular workshops on negotiations, and they've been in sales or business owners for for ten plus years, sometimes decades. And I asked the question. I say, how many of you have taken a negotiation class? And I would be willing to tell you that less than ten percent have taken some type of class, or and less than ten percent have have has even read a book on the subject. But this is something that helps them with their livelihood day in and day out. So if we aren't skilled, if we aren't proficient in it, if we aren't getting better on a daily or regular basis, we are leaving a lot of money on the table. And I want us to stop doing that. I want you to be able to do things for your family. I want you to help grow your company. I want you to, I want you to do those things. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to give you those skill sets. We're going to kind of sharpen the axe, uh, as, as you might say. And the bottom line is negotiations is a skill that is used in every aspect of your life on a daily basis. We use it in business. We use it in interpersonal relationships. We use it as a consumer. Uh, I had a boss one time that shared with me. He said, it's not what you make. It's what you keep. And I want you to remember that on the consumer side. It's not what you make. It's what you get to keep in your pocket. And, you know, we also even have to learn to negotiate with our children because especially as they get older, it, it, it no longer works to just say because I said so. We want to help them have a, a, a role in the decision and feel good about it. We want to help them learn how to negotiate. All right. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about effective negotiation skills. And in order to get started, I'm just going to do a quick review over some of the shows that we had in the past regarding negotiations. And I'm just going to cover some of the tidbits. I'm going to take you further, as a matter of fact. Uh, number one, whenever you're negotiating, be mindful about accepting the first offer from a buyer too quickly and trying to get out of the meeting. If any time we accept an offer too quickly, the other party, and I call them the other party, I, there are some people who write negotiation books or have workshops, they call them your opponent. Uh, I don't really want to consider them an opponent because I like to think we're, we're both trying to come to terms that we can live with. So the other party Anytime you jump on something too quickly, they're automatically going to think one of two things in their minds. Number one, I could have done better. I left money on the table. Or number two, something's wrong with this situation. So even if they had, they came out really good, you both came out really good if you jump on it too quickly they're going to think something's wrong. And for the rest or the remainder of your relationship with them, they're going to continue to nickel and dime you trying to get back what they think they lost when they, in reality, didn't lose anything. So anytime someone comes up with an offer, even if it falls within what we call your acceptable range, your acceptable range is basically uh, ideally what you would like to, to walk away from the opportunity with, and the minimum acceptable. So your high end and your low end and anything in between that is what we call your acceptable range. 
even if it falls within your acceptable range on that first offer, do not jump on it. If necessary, pull out your calculator, do some uh, some calculations, call your boss. Don't jump on it because they'll think they left money on the table. Another tactic that I want to share with you that you have to be mindful of, it's a tactic that I use quite often as a matter of fact, and buyers use it as well. And it's basically, it's called nibbling. And many of you, <laughs> as I describe it, you're going to realize, you know what, I have been nibbled on, all right? And nibbling is basically a technique that gets additional concessions from you just prior to the sale being over. And it's our goal to make you think that the sale is over, okay? We, we may even say something to the effect of, you know what, that... um that looks pretty good. I think we can, we, can, we can move forward. And what happens is the sales professional at that point exhales. <sighs> Excited because finally this is done. The negotiations is done. In reality, it's not done. It's not done until you have an approved agreement and the check and it has been, your product has been delivered. That's when it really is officially done. Okay, but so what happens is they let you think that they're done negotiating with you, and then at that point, they'll start asking for something additional. Oh, by the way, could you also give me a, an upgrade in the fabric? Uh, come on, that's, that's only a small amount. You can do that. And they're asking for things that are so insignificant, that are so small, you think it's just better to go ahead and give it to them. You know what? I don't want to go back into negotiations. If I give them the fabric upgrade, we're only talking about uh, pennies per product. Yeah, I can do that. So then they get that from you. And then they ask for something else that's really small. And then something else that's really small and something else. And you just keep conceding because you don't want to go back into negotiations. But in reality, you are negotiating and not very well at this particular point. Because you aren't getting anything back in return. The one way, the best way, a couple of ways to handle nibbling. First of all, you need to always be aware of what's really important to that particular other party. So when they want to start nibbling on you for additional things, uh, what you can pause and say is, you know, Steve, I can see how getting the fabric upgrade and getting this extra component here and the other widget would be nice things to have. But correct me if I'm wrong, the, really, the real reason we're talking today is because we were able to provide this benefit that you said was critical to your success. We were also able to assist you with reduction in turnover, and we we're also help, able to help improve produ uh, production. Now, let me ask you a question, Steve. Would you be willing to go ahead with our agreement even though we aren't able to give you a fabric upgrade? So what you want to do is take that person back to the things that's really important. All right? Focus on the real needs and not these other little benefits, they, these little fringes they want you to throw in. So be mindful of nibbling. And the other thing you can do if someone starts nibbling on you you can start asking for little small things back, all right? So if they want a fabric upgrade, okay, instead of 25% uh, down, you would need 35% down. 
or 30% down. So guess what? If every time they nibble on you, they get nibbled back, the nibbling will cease. The nibbling will cease. So that's nibbling. The other thing is this. We always concern about it, and it's always going to happen at some point in the negotiation where there's going to be an impasse. Okay? And an impasse is when something occurs in the negotiation process that's impeding it. All right? You've, uh, you're kind of stuck on something. And based on how you handle the situation, that can basically uh, jeopardize the negotiations. Uh, impasse, if it's not handled well, could ultimately turn into a deadlock. No one wants a deadlock because no one wins with a deadlock. All right. So one of the things that you can do with an impasse, one of the things you can do with an impasse is what we call the set aside technique, the set aside technique. And basically what you want to do is just acknowledge the impasse. You want to acknowledge it and you want to give them valid reasons for why it makes sense for both of you to continue to to persist with this. And then you want to use what we call the set-aside technique. Okay, so first we want to acknowledge it. And we may say something to the effect of, you know, Steve, we have worked together for a long time. And, and I think we have both really enjoyed the relationship. And we've come to a sticking point on this particular topic. And I would hate to see this derail what we've accomplished so far. So what do you say? We set this topic aside for just uh, a little bit. And cover some of the other relevant topics as well. And the goal, what you're looking to do is, your goal is to get some positive momentum going on some of these other topics. And then after a short while, come back to the topic that was a sticking point for you. You don't want to leave that topic until the end. Because if you can't settle on it, now it it becomes a deadlock. All right. So you want to get some positive momentum. And then come back to this topic a little bit later. And what you'll find also in many instances, by setting it aside and covering some of the other topics, the other topics that you resolve may resolve the problem that you had the the, uh, impasse on. So that's how we want to handle the impasse. It's not a bad thing. And the key is always try to maintain your composure. Uh, There's a saying, never let them see you sweat. That was an old right guard commercial from, I think it was the 80s or so. It said, never let them see you sweat. And that's the same with this. You want to just have, continue to have a conversational tone as you go through the process of trying to resolve issues and come to a commitment that you both feel good about. And right now, it's time for us to take our first break. We're going to take a real short break. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and you're listening to the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful 
that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind. With host Chris Cooper, you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. These people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more. Be More, Achieve More can be heard live Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Wealth Solutions for the 99% is a weekly talk show focused on helping you develop and execute a game plan to build wealth. Your host, Paula Joy, who built a $50 million-plus company in less than five years, believes it's impossible to be poor in America, and he'll show you why with his innovative strategies. The show is upbeat, fun, and informative. Tune in every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey there. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and we're talking about effective negotiation skills. You're going to be doing a lot of negotiating this year on some big opportunities, so it's time to just sharpen that axe, okay? It's time to just revisit the fundamentals so we can help you gain more of your share of what you deserve as far as margins, profits, commissions. We want to help you hit those bonuses. So we were talking about uh, several things that can be done in negotiations that can affect negatively or positively the outcome. Uh, We were talking about nibbling, and nibbling is when the procurement person uh, starts asking for little small things, And each one in itself means nothing, but once you get back to your office and then you do the calculations, you're going to say, oh, my goodness. You have left a lot of money on the table, and you're thinking to yourself, why do I feel so lightheaded? It's because of all of the bite marks all over your body from the nibbling. And we were talking also about the impasse, okay? Impasse is going to happen. There's going to be disagreements. There's going to be conflict in negotiations. So we have to be prepared for it. Let's talk about exactly what negotiating is also. It's also three things. Believe it or not, most people don't, they disagree with me when I first started saying this. I said negotiating is really an art form. I have negotiated with uh, major corporations, Fortune 100 corporations, their procurement people, their top executives. I've negotiated in real estate with uh, individuals who had hundreds of properties, and they were extremely, extremely good. And I say it's an art form because it allows for personal creativity. There are times I'm negotiating with someone who is really, really good, and I'll see them use a tactic, 
And I say to myself, wow, that was good. <laughs> that was really good. So guess what? Now, the tactic that they attempted to use on me, and in some cases successfully used on me, now becomes a part of my arsenal. So it's an art form because it does allow for personal creativity. And it's also a skill set because it really does and should be developed on a consistent basis. If you were to look at my library of books, I have, I have a ton of books I, on every topic. I probably have more books on negotiating, the, the topic of negotiating, than I do any other single topic. Because if we can really master that, if we can master negotiating, what it does is it literally helps you to make tens of thousands of dollars more per year, hundreds of thousands of dollars more per year, or millions of dollars more per year if we can master this skill set. And believe it or not, negotiating is also a stress reliever. And some of you are saying now, Ty, just say no to drugs. There's nothing uh, that re- that's relieving stress in me when I'm negotiating. As a matter of fact, I am never more tense than when I'm negotiating. All right? But it's a stress reliever because whenever you come to an agreement, whenever you come to terms as you're going through the process of negotiating, you will feel a release. It's like you exhale. All right? So it's, it, negotiating is three things. It's an art form. One, because... It allows for personal creativity, and I would love for you to really start paying attention. Once you get into negotiating and the science of it, you'll start paying attention to all of the tactics that's being used against you. And just and you'll start to really appreciate it. And another thing, let's talk about this, because as sales professionals, those of you who are sales professionals, and even the business owners who are, who are, out, are out selling, we have a tendency, if we aren't careful, to really want people to like us. And in this aspect of the business, I've said this to you before, I really don't care if the other party likes you. I would much rather the other party respect you. You'll do far better if they respect you than if they like you. Because we can like someone and not respect them. But what I've noticed is those people respect, we, we respect, we also have a tendency to like. Now, one of the tactics that will be used, and sometimes it's a tactic, and sometimes it's just that person's temperament. But there are times that a customer or the other party will actually get angry or even hostile during a negotiation because they don't feel they're getting what they want. And I have seen in many situations where a sales professional, even a business owner, because they thought they were upsetting this other person, they caved and just gave away the house to get this to make this person happy again. But understand something, and I've said this also before, I don't want you to consider yourself a salesperson. I don't want you to consider yourself a salesperson. I want you to consider yourself a business person who happens to sell. They're two different entities. See, a salesperson, again, wants people to like them, and we will give stuff away that erodes the margins, that erodes the profits of the organization. Companies need to make a reasonable profit. 
All right. But if you are a if you see yourself as a business owner, see yourself as having or owning a for profit company. And the goal of any for profit company is to make a reasonable profit. So any decision you make either makes money for the company or it costs the company money. There is nothing free in an organization. I've worked with uh, design firms. I've worked with uh, furniture companies. And they'll say they're giving them free design. No, believe me, that design is not free because you're paying a designer to do that work. Everything has a cost associated with it. And the, the, the problem we make is we tell them it's free. So guess what? Once you tell the other party that it's free, it automatically loses value. It automatically loses value. So when they get upset with you or they get angry, sometimes it's a tactic. Sometimes it's just that person's personality. Uh, what I recommend is just maintain your composure and appeal to the other person's sense of fair play. You know, you could say something to the fact that, you know, Steve, we have been working together for a while now. And believe it or not, I'm on your side. It's just going to be really challenging for us to work through this if we're talking to each other this way. So is it possible for us to continue the, the conversation now or should we schedule another appointment? Because you don't have to la- allow them to talk to you any kind of way. And what I've noticed the majority of the times, I'm willing to say probably 75, 80% of the time when I confront someone in a professional way, to, the way I just mentioned, I would notice that they calm down and then we can continue on with the negotiation process. All right, so if they get upset, maintain your composure and appeal to the other person's sense of, of, of fair play and being reasonable. The other thing is this. I, I hear this t- a, a lot where people say to you, hey, let's just split the difference. And that's another tactic that really skillful procurement people will use with someone who's not as skilled. And, and, the, and, the, and the sales professional, the business owner, does not even realize what's going on with them. Uh, let's say for a moment... Uh, you want it to, uh, I'm the procurement person, I'm the buyer, and you're the salesperson, and you want it to sell me a chair that costs $100. Well, excuse me, you want to sell a chair for $100. I only want to pay $80 for the chair. So we're going back and forth. You want 100 I want 80 I may say to you, you know, uh, Joe, I really like this chair. It's really a nice chair. And I I would love to have my people sitting in this chair. The problem is I can really only justify $80 for this chair. And you feel you need to sell it for $100. If only there was some way for us to both give us, if only there was some way for us to meet in the middle. If, just, if there was just some way we could both give so we can get this thing done. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get you to come up with a smart idea of, hey, let's split the difference. So once you say that to me and you say, let's split the difference, you have now come from, uh, and you saying 50-50, your ceiling was $100. Now your ceiling is $90. And I'm still at 80 So what I'm going to try to do as a procurement person, I'm going to try to whittle you down below $90. 
I may only get you down another two dollars, maybe even three dollars, but that's to eighty seven but that's a whole lot better than me coming all the way up to ninety all right so if someone tries to get you to split the difference, keep in mind splitting the difference does not have to be fifty fifty we automatically assume that's the best way to go that's fair fifty fifty no. Splitting the difference can be you give 20 and they give 80. You give 30 and they give 70. So it does not have to be 50-50, all right? And also, don't be afraid to tell them what they're asking. I can't afford that. I'm unable to do that. We cannot afford to go down another uh, $10. What that's telling that procurement person is he's close to your, to your bottom line. Because in many cases, what the procurement person is trying to do, they're trying to find out where your floor is. And if we don't let them, in many cases, uh, and some of you listening to me now, you're probably laughing at yourself saying, wow, I've been there. If we don't let them know where the floor is, we will end up in the basement. And the basement is a place where it's not very profitable. So be mindful of someone trying to get you to offer to split the difference first. And if you do split the difference, it does not have to be 50-50. All right? And, and, and just keep in mind, the ultimate goal for negotiations is for all parties to feel good about the end result. How many of you have been in negotiations where you walked away feeling really bad about it? And the customer really just got off like a bandit. And what's going to happen is this. If you don't make the money or you have to work this project and you don't get paid or if you, uh, you get the project and you wake, make one mistake and now it's not a profitable venture, you're not going to probably give that customer the best service. So we want to get paid so we can assure that they get the best service. That's what we're looking to accomplish. And this hour is going by so fast. I love this show. Thank you for listening. But it is time for us to take another short break. You're listening to Forget Patience. Let's sell something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and you're listening to the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned, and we'll talk to you on the other side of the break. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500 either way you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Rivez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in for What About Wealth every week to learn the vital answers to your questions about creating wealth, investing it, donating it, and protecting it. Your hosts are Rich Bloomfield and Rick Durfee, who explain the principles that govern wealth in terms you can understand. Building and preserving positive wealth requires correct action, but few people know how wealth really works. 
Listen every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and find the answers you need about wealth. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Time Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey there, welcome back, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard. Our topic for the show is Effective Negotiation Skills. Let's revisit the fundamentals. Hey, we're going to start this new year off strong. You're going to be negotiating all kind of huge opportunities, so we're trying to just rev you up and get you ready so you can improve your margins, your commissions, your bonuses, and your profitability. All right, before the break, we were talking about everyone needs to feel good about the end result of negotiations. And, and too many times as a sales professional, as a business, business owner, you feel like you've gotten taken advantage of and there's a good chance you probably did. Because keep in mind now, many of the, the customers that you're pursuing, especially if they're Fortune 100 organizations, Fortune 500, Fortune 1000, companies. They have procurement departments. These individuals are trained extensively every year. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars to train them because if they can get an extra percentage point from each one of the vendors, keep in mind some of these large organizations, large companies may have hundreds of vendors. They may have thousands of vendors. And if they can get an extra per, uh, percentage point, a half a point, as far as a discount from each one of those vendors, they have just saved that company millions, hundreds of millions, and even billions of dollars. So they are highly trained to erode your margins. And what we need to do now is get prepared to protect our margins. And that's what we're talking about. I want you to feel better about the end result. And these, when you can counter these tactics and recognize them, you will be able to protect your margins. All right, so let's talk about also another tactic that's used called the higher authority tactic. Uh, and the higher authority tactic is when they, they ba- basically the customer, uh, you're meeting with one person, and then they tell you that they need to go talk to their boss. And guess what? The person that you are speaking with actually may be the boss. They may be the decision maker, but they don't want to say the tough things to you to try to erode your margin. So what they will do is they will come back to you and say, hey, I spoke to my boss and he was insulted. He was insulted by your proposal and he couldn't believe that you would even bring something to the table like that. And, uh, you know, he told me to give you one more shot. And if you don't, I'm going to have to go talk to your competitors. So as a result, 
this sounds so unbelievable. I mean, now we say, oh, my God, what would I do? What I do to, to correct this? So now we give them everything. We concede. We make all types of crazy concessions, okay, that we don't have to do. So what you want to do in this situation, you want to have your own higher authority. Because when the person comes at you this way, uh, you want to say, you know, well, I kind of feel embarrassed because after talking to my boss, uh, he was kind of disappointed that I was was willing to concede so much. So his preference would be that actually I take some of this off the table and I raise the, the investment up to here. So guess what? You can have your own higher authority. That's the best way to have it. And one of the things I recommend is this. Doesn't matter what position you're in. Some of you listening to me right now may be the president of your corporation or the president of your business or the CEO. You always want to give up the ability. You do not want to be the, 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 the highest authority. You always have someone else you need to confer with, whether it's your CFO, whether it's the board, but always give up the ability to make the final decision. Have someone that you need to confer to. All right. The other thing we want to talk about is this. A lot of people talk about, okay, so when does negotiations begin? Does negotiation begin? Uh, is it a step in the process? Does it begin at, at the, after the presentation, after they've seen your proposal? My belief is negotiation, the negotiation process begins the first time you meet the prospect. When you meet that prospect, in most cases, they're already sizing you up and you don't even realize it, you know, uh, unless you've studied it. Because in management, I've had many sales professionals come back to me and they would say to me, hey, I met with the VP of uh, real estate and they really like me. She took a, a liking to me and she was giving me all types of information I know she's not giving anyone else. And once I hear that, I start saying to myself, okay, she's setting him up for the good guy, bad guy. Okay, probably will follow it with the bogey. He could be a candidate based on his personality for the crunch. He could be prepared to use the vendor auction. They are, they are setting you up, all right? And in many cases, if someone is that nice to you on the front end, that could be their personality. But keep in mind, that person's fiduciary is to their company. It's not to you or your company. So what their first anticipation, their expectation or desire to do is to raise your aspiration level. They want you to feel like you are going to get this thing. And if they're setting you up for the good guy, bad guy, this person obviously is going to be the good guy. So at, to, as you go down the road with this process, ultimately you submit the proposal and they say, okay, this really looks good. I just need you to sit in with my boss for a moment now. He has a few questions. And then you sit in with the boss and you think, okay, I, I, I can already go ahead and write checks against this. And then the boss says, I can't believe you, you even had the nerve to send this kind of proposal to us. You need to say no to drugs the next time they offer it to you. There's no way we'll do business with a company that wants to, us to pay this type of uh, ridiculous amount of money. And then they slam out. They, they just storm out of the room. And your aspirations have just been shattered, absolutely shattered. 
So the good guy now says to you, oh, I am so embarrassed. I can't believe that just happened. I am so sorry. But hey, don't worry. You are still in this. You're still in this. I'm going to be meeting with him tomorrow. And obviously, because of how upset he was, I can't go in with the same proposal. So we need to talk about some additional things that I can take to him tomorrow to make him feel better about this. So what else do you think we can do? Well, I can probably, then the salesperson says, I can probably uh, go down maybe another 3%. Uh-huh, uh-huh, that's good, that's good. Okay, he'll like that. What else can you do? Well, I can probably um, increase the, improve the delivery time. Uh-huh, uh-huh, that's good, that's good. Do you think you could also store it for us for 90 days? Uh, well, yeah, okay, that's good, that's good. They are eroding your profits. And it was all part of a setup because when they raised your aspirations, you went and told your boss and your boss told their boss and they told the regional manager and, and that got forecasted to the, the, uh, the manufacturer for production. And now you're thinking in your mind, I don't want to have to go back and tell all these people that I'm going to lose this or we're in jeopardy of losing this. So as a result, once again, they have won because they got us to make all types of concessions, to give it away. So understand this. Just believe that negotiations begins the first time you meet the prospect or the customer or the first time you meet the other party. As a matter of fact, I would highly recommend you start assessing and developing your game plan for how you're going to successfully negotiate with them. Now, what I want to do also, since we've been talking about concessions, I kind of want to revisit concessions because there are certain aspects to giving concessions. And a concession basically is anything you give away of value, anything you give away of value. And I've seen some proposals that have blown my mind because uh, the, the client that I was now working with they were doing something called bundling, all right? They were bundling all of these things into their proposal, and 10 of the things they were throwing in uh, as free. And as I said, anytime you give something away as free, it loses value, okay? So I would rather you hold on to that and later use that as a bargaining chip, as a negotiation chip. And if you, for example, we, we mentioned design services earlier for free. Instead of giving the design services away free, if you were prepared to give it away free, give them 25% off, 20% off, and let them whittle you down to 50% off. And that 50% off is still a whole lot better than free. Okay, so we want to be mindful of that. And you need to be careful and understand, be mindful of your aspirations, because as a rule, the individuals who have the higher aspirations have a tendency to get the better results. Those people with higher aspirations get better results. For example, when people are asked, what score would you like to get the next time? They are more unrealistic in setting goals than those who are asked, what score do you expect to get next time? You know, a lot of times we say, well, I like to get, and we put it way up there. But once you ask somebody, what do they expect to get? 
more than likely you will get what you expect. If you expect to get $5 for something, you'll get $5. If you expect to get $7 for the same thing, those people expect to get 7 There's been research done on this. They get what they expect. You get what you expect. I get what I expect. So let's raise our aspiration levels. And you'd be amazed what you can get if you ask for it. So let's talk about that now. Concessions. The goal with concessions is this. First of all, try to not to give anything away. All right? And anytime you give something, always try to get something in return. That's when they'll respect you. If you give away four things and they give away nothing, they're thinking to themselves, this person, wow, they really don't understand negotiations. And how you start a relationship is how that relationship's going to be. A lot of times I've seen people say, well, you know, I'll just give away the farm and the house to get in. And once I get in, then I'll start improving my margins. Don't fool yourself. You started it, allowing them to beat you up. So they're going to continue to beat you up. It's going to get worse before it gets better. All right. It's going to get worse before it gets better. So, And the goal is this, to always give away concessions that may have high perceived value to the customer and low or no cost to you. That may be instead of giving away actual product that you had to purchase or buy, uh, you may be able to provide some service that either costs you very very little or may cost you nothing. So anytime you give a concession, always try to get something back in return. And also, anytime you give away a concession, give away something that has high perceived value to the customer and low or no cost to you. I've seen where companies have given away all kind of stuff and they're giving away stuff the customer doesn't even care about. But now you've committed to give it away. Don't do it unless you know for a fact it's something they value. And they know they can benefit from. And once again, this is the fastest hour of the week. The absolute fastest hour of the week. It's time for us to take our final break. You're listening to Forget Patience. Let's sell something. I am your host, Ty Maynard. And you're listening on the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. How is your plan going? Could you use a little help on your path to success? Why not step up and play big? Join host Chris Ruisi for a show that will help you identify the possibilities that await you. Too many people succumb to just being average when they could be exceeding average without too much more effort. It's time for you to become exceptional. Raise the bar to your success. Basically, it's time for you to step up and play big. Join Chris Ruisi every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, 
changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and I thank you for listening in. And we're going to continue to talk about concession strategies. And this is probably going to be uh, definitely a two-part show. And we'll see. It could even be three parts because I want to just do the review and also take you even further into some of the aspects of negotiations. And those of you who want to really delve into it, I highly, highly recommend that you invest in my CD set called Don't Take It on the Chin, Negotiate a Win-Win. It's a three-CD set that has a workbook with it. It gives you a tremendous amount of information to help you be a better negotiator to protect your margins, protect your commissions, and improve your profitability. Highly recommend it. Go to my website, tymanagroup.com, and go to the online store. And under audio CDs, you'll see Don't Take It on the Chin, Negotiate a Win-Win. You'll be glad you got it. I promise you that. All right? So let's continue to talk about concession strategies. So another hint is this. 80% of concessions are made in the last 20% of time. So don't leave important details until the end, all right? But again, start with your highest expectation. It's amazing how many times I'll I'll talk to people and and they're telling me about their strategy and they're saying, I just don't think I should go in this high, so I'm going to go in this low. Uh, Even if someone, and and it's, it's, it's it's a regular tactic where the other party will say, listen, I don't have time to play around. So give me your best price off the bat, because if you don't, I'm moving on. I'm moving to the next person. Even when they say that, a very small percentage of people actually expect you to give your best offer, lowest price right off the bat. They don't expect that. Because they know in negotiations, you know, most people don't do that. And for the small percentage that does that, you okay, you may lose periodically because you didn't give them your best. But why would we treat the majority as though they're the minority? Why would we treat the other 95% who don't expect it as though they are the 5% that do? And that what that means is we are leaving a ton of money on the table if we go in too low. So always going with your highest expectation. All right. And in the event you get you get them to start making concessions, 
you don't have to match each concession you get from someone. Now, this is whether you're the consumer now and you let's say you're going to negotiate a car. You want to get as many concessions as you can before you give up one. But if you're the one, if you're the sales professional, for everything you get, everything you give, you want to get something back. All right. I don't care if you are purchasing a house, it's in real estate or whatever. Anytime you're giving a concession, try to get something back that preserves the balance of power. And also, as I mentioned earlier, anything you give up, don't give it unless you can specifically link it to a need the customer or the other party has. Link it specifically, whatever you give up to the, a need the customer has. And any concessions you give also, make them in small amounts. Make them in small amounts. You don't even have to give a percent. Give a half a percent. Give a quarter of a percent. Okay? Don't make it seem like you have this big pool of money. Okay, for example, uh, you're negotiating something that's a high volume, a high ticket offer. Don't say, okay, one, uh, one thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand, five thousand, six thousand, seven thousand. Okay, you know what the next number is going to be eight thousand, right? Instead of giving a thousand, why not start at two hundred and sixty-seven dollars and thirteen cents? And I know that sounds ridiculous, but if I give you the number $267.13, does that sound like I have done some serious calculations and we are pretty tight on this thing versus giving round numbers, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000? All right, so make and, and, and make your concessions in small amounts. Don't even give full percentage points. Give a half a point. And, and or a quarter of a point and make them work you up to a full percentage point. Also, another important thing is you want to keep track. <laughs> keep track of what you're giving away. Too many times in the heat of negotiations, we just it's feverish and we're just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then all of a sudden we realize after the fact, normally when we get back to our office or when we get back to sit down to write up the order, we realize what we gave away, and now this is not profitable. And keep in mind, you are your own business person, and you have your own for-profit company. If your name is Josh Stevens and you're a sales professional for Acme Business Product, the name of your sub-corporation is Josh Stevens, LLC. All right? So keep track of the concessions you make. Now, there are sometimes uh, you may and also be prepared to withdraw them. A lot of people don't even think about this. But guess what? Suppose for a moment you gave uh, concession A. And now this person says, oh, and we also want concession B. What you can actually say is, okay, here's concession B. I'm pulling back concession A. You do not have to give them both concessions. And what you'll find is this. Anytime that happens... When they you give them concession A and now they also say they want concession B, then you withdraw concession A. Now they say, that's okay, that's okay, you can keep B, we'll take A. So be prepared to withdraw your concessions. The other thing is this. There are going to be times, there are people out there who are unscrup unscrupulous. 
they lie, they steal, they cheat. I don't believe that's necessary to be a good negotiator. I've been negotiating consistently now for a good 20 years. Well, long, well whew, longer than that. Really, I guess all my sales career, 30 years. Uh, and I haven't lied to anybody. And I still get what I want. They get what they want. We both walk away feeling good about it. You do not have to lie. There are people who intentionally put errors into something. Don't do that kind of stuff. But if you do make an honest mistake, don't be afraid to go back and tell them you made the mistake. Show them how you made the mistake and try to get your money back. Some customers, if they have a great relationship with you because they like you and they know that you're a fair person, they'll give you all of your money, all of your money back. Some of them will say, well, you know, we understand that was your mistake, though, so we'll give you this percentage of it back, which is better than nothing. And some people may just say, hey, you know what? That was tough for you. You're going to have to eat this one, uh, and you may have to eat it. Or, But they also now know that in the future they aren't going to be able to get it at that particular price. And as usual, our time is up. I, I enjoy the show so much. I thank everyone that's listening. We're growing by leaps and bounds. Hey, listen, if you're getting something out of this, Tell your friends, tell family members, tell other people who are in your profession or who could benefit from this because our goal is to make a difference so you can make more dollars, all right? And if you're looking for a coaching, I can help you with negotiation strategies, tactics, sales training, presentation skills, whatever you need coaching on, I want you to give me a call. I want you to call me at 888-605-1040. That's toll-free. 888-605-1040 or email me also at ty at tymaynardgroup.com t-y-e at t-y-e m-a-n-e-r group.com our show is up i thank you for listening in tune in next week we're going to continue with this tell others about the show hey podcast us also so you it'll automatically download every week for you All right. But in the meantime, in the meantime, till I talk to you next week, forget patience. Let's sell something. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something.